Coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, it's Thursday. That means it's crossover Thursday. The next team up on the schedule is the Denver Broncos. So joining me on the show today, Cody Rourke and Sarah Bettinger, host of Locked On Broncos. We'll talk all things Raiders and Broncos week four action, talking biggest storylines, best matchups, and how the game will be won or lost. It's all coming up on Thursday's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, September 29th, 2022. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Just Raiders, win. part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Just win. Your team Just every win. day. Just win. You're a win as a raider. Pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. And welcome in Raider Nation to another edition of the Locked On Raiders Podcast. Thank you so much for making the show your first listen each and every day. Remember, you can find a Locked On Raider Podcast free and available on all platforms and officially have turned the page now from the Tennessee Titans to the Denver Broncos. Denver's up next on the schedule. Of course, they're traveling to Las Vegas, Allegiant Stadium, Sunday kickoff. Excited about the game. Excited for the Raiders for an opportunity to get a win under their belt. The first win of the season as they go up against the AFC West division opponent. Of course, on Thursdays, we do crossover Thursdays. Always excited about that. Always excited to bring the host or hosts, in this case, plural, uh, to the show and uh, talk about the upcoming game. So that's what we'll do on today's show. And today's edition of Crossover Thursday is presented by our friends at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is so much fun and it's easy to play. No competing with other players, just you versus the projections available. Pick two to five players if they score more or less than their prize pick projections. You can win up to 10 times your money on your entry. It could literally take less than 60 seconds to enter. It's that easy. We love prize picks and we know you will too. First time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. So let's go ahead and jump into. The first part of the crossover edition, Cody Rourke and Sarah Bettinger, host of Locked On Broncos, join the show and we talk all things about the storylines for both teams. Of course, you have Russell Wilson. You have Nathaniel Hackett in Denver. Devontae Adams with the Raiders. Derek Carr. Josh McDaniels. No wins for the Silver and Black. Two wins for the Broncos. Lots of stuff to discuss. Here is part one of our crossover edition. Cody Work, Sarah Benninger, and myself talking all things Raiders and Broncos. With that said, let's get into what the biggest story of this game is. Sarah, start things off from the Broncos side of things here. What is one of the biggest stories for the Denver Broncos this week heading into Sunday's matchup against the Las Vegas Raiders? Cody, I I look at this game and I'm excited to see how these pass rushes do. I mean, we talk about the biggest additions of the offseason, arguably in the entire NFL. Russell Wilson to the Broncos, Devontae Adams to the Raiders. But at the same time, these two teams both made some big moves off the edge as well. Chandler Jones to the Raiders, obviously, and the Broncos picking up Randy Gregory in free agency. To me, those are, those are two of the arguably maybe top 10 biggest moves made in the entire offseason as well. And this game is going to be critical from their perspective because that's kind of been the, the issue, right, for, for each of these teams. It's been, can the Raiders' offensive line find consistency this season with kind of all the moving parts that they had before the year started? And for the Denver Broncos, the same is kind of true, right, on that right side of the offensive line. Quinn Miners, his status in, in question, and then obviously Cam Fleming filling in for who knows who is supposed to be the starting right tackle at this point. So the the Broncos pass rush and the Raiders pass rush, I feel like that's the biggest area to watch in this game for sure. Yeah, no, I can agree with that 100%, right? And uh, so far, Max Crosby's been everything that Max Crosby was you know, supposed to be, but Chandler Jones has not showed up to the party yet, you know? And so it's been three games, and he has no sacks and only a handful of pressures. So I, I do think that looking at Denver's pass rush, which has been excellent, you know, between Bradley Chubb and Randy Gregory, big-time big pickup with Randy Gregory, 
Uh, you know, can the Raiders offensive line hold up? But, you know, can the Raiders defensive line, like you mentioned, the edge rushers, can they actually hold up their end of the bargain and get some pressure on Russell Wilson? And all on top of that, Cuban inside the pocket, you know, because he's a guy that's going to get a little loose and get wiggly, even though I know uh, it's been a big conversation with the Broncos fans. It's something he hasn't done yet, right? Something that they're kind of trying to eliminate or slow him down. You guys obviously know a lot better than me, but it'll be interesting, man, to see exactly how Russell Wilson operates in the pocket, outside of the pocket, and how the edge rushers for both teams really uh, attack this game. Well, and Q, you touched on one of the biggest stories for this Denver Broncos team heading into Sunday's matchup. Can Russell Wilson and the Broncos offense get things going? Now, right now through three weeks, the Raiders defense, they've struggled in the red zone. They've struggled with allowing quarterbacks to throw through the air there. But anytime these two teams face off against each other, we haven't seen them with Russell Wilson, but every time we've seen them face off, it's always a slugfest. And yeah. to be honest with you, though, we talk about rivalry. It really hasn't been a rivalry for quite some time because the Raiders Raiders have kicked the Broncos rear end very consistently. They did it in Denver last year when Rich Bisaccia took over during yeah. the week when John Gruden was you know, dismissed from the team. And then they just couldn't beat the, the Raiders in Vegas. They've had a very, very hard time. And the Broncos offense really struggled against San Francisco, who's a really legitimate defense, by the way. Right. But I think the element is, you mentioned it, the pass rushers with Max Crosby. He's got two sacks on the season for this Raiders football team. And this is not the game where you want, if you're a Broncos fan, you don't want Chandler Jones to come alive right. on the other side opposite of him. So that is one of the biggest stories for the Broncos here. But Q, when you look at this Las Vegas Raiders team, what is the biggest story for them coming into this matchup? I think it's really what's their identity, right? Because I think that through three games, none of us, including myself, could tell you what their identity is. Is it throw the ball to Devontae Adams a bunch of times and let him go ahead and do what he does? Is it, you know, try to be balanced and get other guys involved like they did last week with Matt Collins having a big game? Is it run the rock, which they haven't really done too much of, you know, consistently? So I don't think that they have the actual identity of this team. It's something that I talked about even last week when they played Tennessee like can you establish who you're going to be you know I talked to a former Raider great Eric Allen earlier this week right after that Tennessee Titans game and he said Q they don't have an identity yet right and so that's something that former players are noticing that not yet they've they've been able to put their finger on exactly who this team wants to be I think Josh McDaniels is a hell of a head coach as far as well a hell of a play caller let's put it like that he wasn't a hell of a head coach in Denver but I think his play calling ability is fantastic right and so I thought that that was going to be a big strength of the Raiders offense this year and so far it hasn't panned out doesn't look like there's a big rhyme or reason to what he's calling right now and you know he's consistently told us that he's looking for balance he's trying to not get behind too many in the game and too you know too many points like they did last week getting down 24 uh, points to Tennessee and having to battle back and then it takes some of the game away so there's been a lot of different elements that have gone into it but they're just not clicking on all cylinders right now so maybe this is the game you know how it is when teams haven't won a game yet I always feel like they're the most dangerous team in the league because they want to win badly so they pull out all the stops. I don't know if this is the game that they get right and, and figure out who they are offensively, but until they do, man, I think it's going to be a struggle. So for me, the storyline is what is your identity? How can you find your identity? And when are you going to get that thing rolling? Yeah, and you talk about get right games. I mean, I feel like Josh Jacobs has one of those against the Denver Broncos every single year. And yeah. it kind of reminds people, hey, this is why we drafted him in the first round, right? Is it, you know, he's that guy from Alabama again. But that happens strictly almost against the Broncos. And I know I, I, I noticed the Raiders haven't been running the ball a ton this year. But like you mentioned, what is the identity of the team? Are you force feeding Devontae Adams? And right. if you choose to do that in this game, I think one of the biggest storylines 
storylines as well will be Devontae Adams, arguably the best wide receiver in the NFL, going up against Pat Sertan II, who yeah. has emerged this season and, and all of last year really as well as arguably one of the best corners in the game. So that matchup is going to be fun to watch. Mm-hmm. I, I think anybody that loves just great football is going to be excited to see those two go at it for four quarters. I agree 100%. And so that's why I kind of look at it and think maybe, you know, it's a game where Devontae gets targeted because you have to target him, right? I mean, I think he gets targeted. He's got a touchdown in every game so far this season. Um, maybe this is a game where Darren Waller breaks out because, you know, who's the guy who's going to match up against Darren Waller? If you have Sertan going up against Devontae, you know, that's that's one thing. Okay, so those two are matched up. Uh, that's good on good. But, you know, does Darren Waller have an opportunity to get loose a little bit? And I think that maybe he does. I know that the tight ends have been uh, a problem for the Broncos to cover in, in, in past years. And uh, I even think even this last uh, this 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 season, maybe a little bit. I know they were pretty successful against Kittle. It was first game back. But, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be a big question. So I'm looking for if if Adams is locked up with Sertan and and really has a slow day. Who else could step up and, and be that X factor? I think Darren Waller might have that opportunity, especially coming off a bad game like he had against the Titans. That's just a preview of some of the matchups for Sunday's game against the Denver Broncos and the Las Vegas Raiders AFC West Divisional Showdown. Q, Sarah, and myself, we're going to preview some of the matchups, including why Patrick Sertan versus Devontae Adams is must-see TV. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. So there's part one of the conversation right there, talking all things Raiders and Broncos. Again, looking at the biggest storylines with the two teams as the Raiders are going into the game looking for their first win at Allegiant Stadium should give them a little bit of hometown bump you know should give them a little bit of uh, extra advantage with the fan base there at Allegiant Stadium that was roaring uh, week the first not week one week two when they played the Arizona Cardinals Allegiant Stadium was on and popping Raider Nation showed up and showed out I expect no different come Sunday at Allegiant Stadium for the Denver Bronco game but that was the biggest storylines coming up in segment number two we're going to talk about the biggest matchups where do we see the biggest and toughest matchups being for this game on Sunday. We'll get to that after I tell you about betonline.net, the number one source for football betting all season long. They got the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis. Every game you can find, they've got you covered. BetOnline.net remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information, live betting, and up-to-minute scores for every sport out there. They've got MLB, MMA, boxing, golf, All rise. Did you see what Aaron Judge did last night? I'm just saying, just throwing it out there. Head to betonline.net on your mobile device or your laptop. You can learn about more. Betonline.net, that's where the game starts. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we go. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast, part two of the crossover edition, talking all things Raiders, talking all things Broncos. Time to jump into the biggest matchups. Where do I see the biggest matchups? Where does Cody see the biggest matchups? Where does Sarah see the biggest matchups? We're doing it three ways this way. Two hosts from Locked On Broncos and, of course, myself holding down for the Raiders. Really fun conversation. We do it each and every Thursday. The Broncos are up next, so let's go ahead and jump into part two of the conversation talking the biggest matchups with Cody Rourke and Sarah Bettinger host the Locked On Broncos and myself talking all things Raiders and Broncos matchups. As we continue on with this Lockdown Broncos, Lockdown Raiders crossover Thursday special episode here in the Lockdown Podcast Network. Just want to say thank you so much to everybody tuning in, making Lockdown Broncos or Lockdown Raiders your first listen of the day every single day, free and available everywhere you get your podcasts or available on YouTube as well. Sarah, 
Q looking at this game. I mean, there's a multitude of matchups. When we talked about the offseason on paper, what we were looking forward to seeing when we had the ultimate AFC West divisional yeah. crossover with this team and with both of these teams, with some of the additions that they've made. Q, I want to start things off with you. When we look at this game on Sunday, what is one of the bigger matchups you have your eyes on from a locked-on Raiders perspective against the Denver Broncos? I'm really looking at the Raiders' offensive line versus the Broncos' defensive line. I think that that is the biggest strength right there of the Broncos is those two guys screaming in off the edges. You know, I, I actually asked uh, head coach Josh McDaniels on uh, Wednesday about the running game, and maybe this is a, a game that you have to rely on the run and lean on it a little bit heavier to try to slow those guys down. You know, I mean, that's how much I think that that's going to be important. Bradley Chubb is phenomenal when he's healthy, and he's healthy. Right. I mean, so uh, he's just that guy. And Randy Gregory, I mean, I was in Texas for a long time, covered him while he was with the with the Cowboys. As long as he's not suspended or he's not injured, he's phenomenal as well. And he's neither right now. Right. He's a, he's a hell of a player. So I just look at those two guys and say, man, one's going to go up against Colton Miller and one's going to go up against other. Most likely other is going to be Thayer Mumford, who's a seventh round pick out of Ohio State. And look, he's been playing. He played well last week. I I say well, but he's a seventh-round pick, right? And you're asking him to go up against a premier edge rusher. And so that's going to be a difficult challenge for him to stand up to. So I think that there's going to need to be some help. You know, if it's a tight end staying in the chip, if it's a running back staying in the chip, or as I mentioned to Josh McDaniels, maybe the run game. So these guys can't pin their ears back and continue to go. And the one thing that he said to me that stood out the most was the biggest problem is the Broncos are so stinking good on first down defense. Right, That first down defense, a lot of times the Broncos don't allow that other team, whoever they're playing, their opponent, to get positive yards on first down, which causes them to be in second and long, third and long, which is what? A passing down. Right, That turns them into a, pass, a passing down, and that makes those guys on the edge say, okay, I smell the blood in the water, let's go get it. So the Raiders have to stay ahead of the chains, and I know that's easier said than done. I'm not in the game. I ain't got to worry about getting drilled. Right, I'm good. But the, the Broncos' defense, that's what they've been thriving on. And again, I don't have to tell you guys, you know that, but that first down, the Raiders have to stay in front of the chains. They can't have second and long, third and long. If they do, it could be a very long day at the office. Part of me is feeling that what we will see from Josh McDaniels, Derek Carr in this offense is on first down, they're just going to go play action to open things up. They're going to try to get positive yards because that's going to soften the defense yep. up a little bit. But you're right. The Broncos defense has been stout with Bradley Chubb, Randy Gregory, and even DJ Jones. He's in concussion yeah. protocol this week, though, mm -hmm. so we'll see what his status may be for Sunday. But Mike Purcell, veteran defensive lineman is coming off of a terrific game against the San Francisco 49ers where he manhandled the interior of the 49ers offensive line, which is a really odd sight to see expecting from, you know, one of the NFL's best rushing offenses right. in the league. We'll see how things open up there. But Sarah, from a lockdown Broncos perspective, what is a matchup that you have that you're looking forward to seeing against the Las Vegas Raiders on Sunday? Well, I think it's just the inverse of what Q just talked about. You know, the Broncos offensive line against that Raiders pass rush. And I, I know that maybe right now it's heavily on Max Crosby's shoulders to be that productivity consistently off the edge. But that's really where the Broncos arguably weakest area of the offensive line is with Cam Fleming at that right tackle position. Mm. We've seen a couple of times. And obviously, you know, if you grade on the Nick Bosa curve, you're going to get <laughs> you're, you're going to, you know, not going to have the best game out yeah. there. But at the same time, I mean, Max Crosby is 
is one of the premier guys. Cody, you know, as, as many times as we talked about him in the offseason, I love Max Crosby's game, and I do. That's one of those guys that just watching the game, you kind of hold your breath anytime the quarterback snaps the ball. And Russell Wilson, he has had times this season where, like you mentioned, the narrative is like, why is Russ not running or why is he not doing the things that we're so used to him seeing in terms of creating plays when the pocket breaks down? He did a little bit of that against the 49ers at the end of the game, but that's really, to me, one of those number one areas. How quickly is Max Crosby going to get off that edge? How are the Broncos going to chip and help and do those different types of things? Because Albert Okuebunam hasn't been much help in that regard this year and other tight ends when they're on the field like the Broncos. It's just unpredictable at this point. So it's one of those things that's like, man, that, that matchup is going to be absolutely critical as the Broncos struggle to find any offensive success is watching how Cam Fleming does at right tackle going up against Max Crosby. Well, Q, I had a I had a question as well because one of the, my key matchups I was looking forward to seeing outside of PS two versus Devontae Adams. We'll touch on that. Yeah. But uh, you know this Broncos wide receiving core against this Las Vegas Raiders secondary, as we found out, they're kind of banged up right now. Yeah. Brockyson status is in question. Nate Hobbs in concussion protocol. I mean, what can you tell us about the Raiders secondary right now? And then we can highlight a little bit of PS two versus Devontae. It's a lot of questions right now. Like you said, Nate Hobbs. I mean, there's nothing he can do. He's in concussion protocol, so he's just got to ride that out until he clears. And so far. Far. Andre James, the center, he was in concussion protocol week one. He hasn't returned yet. Hunter Renfro was in concussion protocol last week. He hasn't returned yet. So most likely, Nate Hobbs probably won't play on Sunday, which is bad for the Raiders. He's the, that's the best corner that they have. Bar none. It's not even close. He's the best corner that they have on the roster. So that's a big hit. So if you don't have him, you have Amik Robertson, who finally picked up, picked up his first interception uh, a couple weeks ago against the Cardinals. That was his first career interception. He's been with the team for a few years now. Uh, you have Rocky Asin, like you said. he's uh, He practiced today in a limited uh, fashion, so that's, I guess, good. But he is banged up, as you mentioned. And then you have Sam Webb, undrafted free agent. You know, a guy coming from a D2 school. I mean, he's earned his roster spot. He's tall. He's long. He's kind of one of those typical Seattle Seahawks type uh, defensive backs. You know, the lengthy Richard Sherman type guys when they had the Legion of Boom. Not saying he's a Legion of Boom guy, but he's he's kind of looks like that has the body type of those guys. So, I mean, it's thin, man. It's thin pickings right now as far as the secondary goes. So that could be a long day. I know, obviously, you know, there's going to be Jerry Judy. He's out there. Cortland Sutton's out there. I mean, there's weapons out there for Russ. And the Raiders, you know, their secondary right now is a question. Trayvon Merrick on the back end, he's been dealing with a hip injury. He hasn't played since week one. He's practiced the last couple days in limited fashion. So maybe he's out there. Uh, the saving grace that I think for the safeties, at least, is uh, Deron Harmon, the, the old veteran, man. He's been in the league about 10, 11 years He's like, he, he just knows what to do, right? He knows where to be, how to make plays, how to come through clutch. So that's the saving grace. So if, if Trayvon Merrick can't go on the back end, I feel good with Harmon out there. But the corners, man, there's definitely a lot of questions as far as the corners go. Well, let's go rapid fire right here. I'll highlight Patrick Sertan real quick. And you yeah. give me a little insight on Devontae Adams. Patrick Sertan, week three, covering Brandon Ayuk. Debo Samuel was targeted a total of six times, allowed zero receptions. Mm. Technical standpoint there will probably face his biggest test of his career right. against Devontae Adams. Adams, the arguable best wide receiver in the league. A lot of players said, hey, he's one of the best route runners. His release, he knows how to stack against, you know, on top of routes there. But the last couple of weeks, he struggled after having 10 catches, 141 yards against the Chargers week one. He 
He's struggled a little bit the last couple of weeks, and he's mentioned that he's frustrated. What's the story here with this matchup between these two guys here? Well, you know, it depends on if, you know, he he's able to get multiple targets from Derek Carr. You know, it's not the fact that he hasn't been open. It's just the fact that the targets haven't come as often, right? Josh McDaniels is calling the offense. Derek Carr is trying to throw it to where he believes that coach wants him to throw it. So, you know, it's kind of been one of those, you know, damned if you do, damned if you don't. You throw it to him too many times like he did in week one. Then everyone's saying, oh, you're targeting him. You're, you're fo- forcing it to him. Then you don't force it to him enough. Then it's like, hey, wait a minute. You got Devontae Adams. Force it to him. So, I mean, it's one of those catch-22 type conversations. I think you're going to see plenty of targets Devontae Adams' way. Uh, the guy is just incredible on the line of scrimmage, what he's able to do. And, and I know Sertan is fantastic. I, I was a big fan of his coming out of Alabama. He's just that guy. He's going to be one of the best DBs in the league, I do believe. Uh, I think it's going to be a fun chess match, right? I think he's going to win a little bit. I think Devontae's going to win a little bit. I think ultimately this game comes down to the other guys. Can the other guys win? Can Waller win? Can a Mac Hollins win? Can Josh Jacobs get going? You know, and then on the other side, you know, how much can the defense get to the quarterback? How much will they rattle, rattle Derek Carr? Will he be off his mark? You know, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of, I feel like, chess moves that are going to be made in this game. But uh, Patrick Sertan and, and Devontae Adams, that's definitely going to be must-watch TV. So many things to go into this matchup on Sunday between these two teams in an AFC West divisional showdown. How can the Broncos or how can the Raiders win? We give our respective answers coming up here in just a moment. So there it is. There it was right there. The biggest matchups, the way that I see it, the way that Sarah sees it, and the way that Cody sees it as far as Sunday's game with the Raiders and the Broncos goes. Very good uh, and very fun conversation with uh, those guys. And of course, we're not done yet. No, we got segment number three, which is part three of the crossover edition. How is the game going to be won? How is the game going to be lost? How do we see it shaking out? Well, we'll get into all that coming up in segment number three of the show and part three of the conversation after I tell you about Brightco Jewelry Insurance. And I know a lot of folks say like, Q, what in the world is this Brightco Jewelry Insurance? Well, I don't know if you've seen, they have videos all over. They're pretty funny videos, actually. They're funny unless they happen to you. They actually have a video of a proposal that went right as far as she said yes, but then he went to put the ring on her finger and it fell into the water. That's when it went wrong, right? You don't want to be that guy, and you don't want to get caught with your pants down. And what I mean by that is not having jewelry or watch insurance. And Brightco Jewelry and Watch Insurance, they can hook you up. They give you comprehensive, fast, and affordable jewelry insurance for as low as $5 per month. Check out this special offer for all Locked On Raider podcast listeners. Get covered in under two minutes at bright.co forward slash locked on. That's bright.co forward slash locked on. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here we go, Raider Nation. Segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Of course, it's Thursday. It's the crossover edition. Been talking all things Broncos and Raiders with Cody Rourke and Sarah Bettinger, host of Locked On Broncos. And now it comes time to the part where we talk about breakdowns of how the game could be won, how the game could be lost. Now, we don't get into an actual score prediction in this one. We don't say who's going to win or lose, but we do break down how the game could be won. So thought this was really good stuff between Cody, Sarah, and myself. So let's go ahead and jump right into it. How the game could be won or lost for either team. Segment number three of today's Lockdown Raiders podcast, the crossover edition. As we continue on with today's Lockdown Broncos, Lockdown Raiders crossover Thursday, especially in the Lockdown Podcast. Now we're going to dive into how these teams can win respectively. I'm Cody Work of Lockdown Broncos, joined alongside my co-host Sarah Bettinger, and we're talking with Lockdown Raiders host, your boy Q. He's everybody's boy. We love Q as well. Broncos country loves Q as well. So let's start things off here. Sarah, from a Lockdown Broncos perspective, if the Denver Broncos are going to 
come out on top on Sunday with a victory against AFC West division rival Las Vegas Raiders to improve their record on the season to make the Raiders go 0 for 4 to start. What do they need to do? Well, I think first and foremost, Cody, the defense just has to keep doing what they've been doing, right? They have to keep on getting pressure consistently. Like we talked about, it's like a really good running game over the course of, you know, the first three quarters, you don't necessarily notice the four, the five yard carries, but then at the end of the game, all of a sudden it just breaks open. That's how the Broncos pass rush has been. That's how it needs to continue to be just consistently. They're rattling Derek Carr, like you said, kind of getting him off his mark early and the offense, Cody, we know first couple of games, we saw them move the ball between in the 20s really well, couldn't punch it in in the red zone. And then the, the third game against the 49ers, they couldn't move the ball between the 20s. They finally get one into the red zone and punch it in with Melvin Gordon there. They got to find something on offense in this game. They've got to start looking like they were supposed to with Russell Wilson at quarterback, right? I mean, maybe not necessarily 40, 45 points like everybody was dreaming we could do against the, the Houston Texans or whatnot. But at the same time, finding an offense that looks like, oh, wow, this is, you know, this is the Russell. Wilson Broncos offense that I expected. I think in order to end this streak with against the Raiders, which has been going back since 2015, right? Losing on the road against the Raiders, it's been a brutal streak. So they're going to have to be firing on all cylinders. Like you said early on, the Raiders being 0-3 means absolutely nothing in this game in terms of just going up head-to-head against each other. It's a divisional matchup against two teams. And, and I mean, my goodness, that's exactly what the Broncos need desperately right now for not just the team, but for the fan base to see that offense looking like we thought it could be. Q, from a lockdown Raiders perspective, what do the Raiders have to do on Sunday in order to get their first win of the season and avoid going 0 for 4? Well, I'll tell you, most importantly, what they need to do is play four quarters. They need to play a full game. You can't play a half a game and think you're going to win in the NFL consistently. And last season, they were able to squeak out a lot of victories. They had a lot of come from behinds, a lot of walk-offs. That's something that you can't count on. So far this season, they haven't played one complete game. Not against the Chargers, not against the Cardinals, not against the Titans. They were up 20-0 against the Cardinals week two and then gave up 29 points in the second half in overtime. Took a L. They were down like 24-10 at halftime uh, with the Titans in week three and then came storming back and then lost you know, 24-22, shut out the Titans in the second half. So if your defense could play that solid one half to another half, great. But you've got to do it for four full quarters, and your offense has got to come out clicking. So uh, they've got to put together four full quarters of football. And on, on top of that, their offense has to find their identity. Talked about that earlier in the show. They just haven't established it yet. You know, they have Devontae Adams. That was the big acquisition. That's what everyone was excited about. He gets to team up with his college teammate and Derek Carr. Okay, well, Show everybody something. What what are you going to do? You know, what what are you going to do? What is the vision that Josh McDaniels has for this offense and for this team? How does he think, think that this is going to work as far as winning games in the National Football League? What's going to consistently be? I mean, you can look at Kansas City and you know who they are, right? You look at Denver, I feel like I know who they are. I need to know who the Raiders are. I don't know who they are. Through three weeks, I don't know just yet who they're supposed to be or what they're supposed to be. So establishing their identity and playing a four, a full four quarter game has got to be what they do. And if they don't do that, they're going to be 0 four. And then there's really going to be a lot of questions. Then they head to Kansas city on a Monday night football in the game. And then they hit their bye week. So there's going to be a ton of questions uh, the next few weeks, if they don't find a way to win on uh, on Sunday. And, and again, the way to do it, you got to play all four quarters 
and you got to have an identity and go out there and execute. Simple as that. You just described how I was feeling about the Broncos offense. They can't find, you know, you can't just have this fourth quarter magic, yeah. you know, when you're struggling, you have to find a way to piece it together consistently. And that's something I think from a lockdown Broncos perspective, if they can find a way to get the offense going, you mentioned the injuries in the secondary right now. If Russell Wilson and company can take advantage of those injuries and get some big chunk plays through the air, Corlin Sutton's been a big part of that. He's had 49.7% yeah. of their targeted air yards through the first three weeks of the season, which is unbelievable. But now that Jerry Judy, who was dealing with a rib injury last week, played in that game, maybe he's a little more comfortable this week. Albert Okwebun on the tight end. KJ Handler maybe getting a little bit more involved this week as well will be a huge storyline for this Broncos football team. And can they punch it in, in the red zone when they find themselves in an opportunity against a Raiders defense that's currently right now in the bottom 10, allowing 80% of their opponents to score in red zone opportunities this season. The Broncos offense dead last <laughs> in red zone opportunities in terms of being able to convert it. So it kind of bounces each other out yeah. there, and we'll see how it Something's goes give. on Sunday. <laughs> well, let me, looking forward let me to ask you this real quick. Let me ask both of you guys this, because I said I feel like I know who the Broncos are. And if I'm, if I'm wrong, cool. That's why we're on this show right now together trying to figure things out. I feel like the Broncos are a run-first team, play strong defense, and now that they have the quarterback that can make all the throws, add that as a weapon. But I feel like the Broncos are a run-first team, and, and, and the defense has got to be strong. And I honestly, I think that that's similar to what Seattle was when Russell Wilson was really good, right? They used that same recipe. I feel like that that's what Denver, uh, that's what their identity is. But I could be wrong. I think that's what they have to be, right? They need to be able to lean on that running game to mm -hmm. just prevent exactly what we saw against the 49ers. The 49ers constantly just loading up the box, kind of doing what we've seen a lot of teams do to the Denver Broncos with Teddy Bridgewater, Drew Locke. You could go down the entire list, daring them to throw the ball, and the Broncos just simply couldn't get anything going. And, and Russ would hit guys downfield, and they would drop a pass, and then all of a sudden, he's taking a sack with a guy running wide open. And So you're absolutely right. The identity has to be run first and build everything off that it kind of has felt at times like they don't necessarily know that that's their bread and butter so okay. to speak is gotcha. hey you hand the ball off to Javante Williams get those things going mm -hmm. run off the play action we haven't seen a ton of those play action boot fakes that we were promised by Nathaniel Hackett at his introductory press conference so it's going to be one of those things where it is you're right that should be the identity of the team at this point it seems like we're kind of fighting against is this Russ's offense is this the Nathaniel Hackett gotcha. slash Aaron Rodgers green Bay offense and and all of those different things combined with injuries and all and penalties and all that stuff has kind of led us to think like well, what is it then? What is it supposed to be? Because we know what on paper it's supposed to be, but on the field, we're seeing something completely different. All right, Raider Nation, that's a done deal on that. It's a wrap on today's show. Hopefully you enjoyed the crossover edition, talking all things Broncos and Raiders. And I know a lot of times this is everyone's favorite show of the week, right? Just to get a little bit of a background on uh, the next team up on the schedule. And of course, the Raiders really need to find a way to get a W on uh, Sunday at Allegiant Stadium, then go one and three so far on the season and have an opportunity to feel a little bit good about themselves heading to Kansas City for that week five matchup Monday night football but that's for another day of course tomorrow on the show we'll be talking about keys to victory what I think the Raiders need to do to come away at the dub like I do each and every Friday we'll also have more news and notes of the day we'll get Thursday's edition of the injury report so we'll see how the Raiders are doing with their injuries is there up any update on Nate Hobbs Hunter Renfro guys like that Trayvon
Javon Merrick? Do you, I think that they're going to miss? What does it look like? How the trend is going? Denzel Perryman, are they going to be out there? Of course, we'll get back to calls and texts as well off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. That is the number. Also, uh, I mentioned uh, Kay Adams and her show Up and Adams. Mentioned that on a Wednesday show, and her and her producer got back to me, and so I'm actually going to be on her uh, TV show on FanDuel TV on Friday morning, super early Friday morning. So I'm excited about that. I'll remind you about it on Friday show as well. But uh, yeah, very excited about that opportunity uh, to talk to some Raider football with Kay Adams used to be on NFL networks. Now she's got her own show on FanDuel TV up in Adams is the name of it. So uh, got a lot to get to coming up on tomorrow's show as we close out the week, really strong Raider nation. Always appreciate you for making the lockdown Raider podcast. Your first listen each and every day. Remember you can find the show free and available on all platforms till tomorrow. Raider nation. Take care of yourself. Take care of your family. Love on your family. Most importantly, as always, just win, baby.